Hey everybody, Nate here. This week's been crazy busy, as tends to happen, what with the holiday and with college and all that jazz, and I know it happens a lot, so we're very sorry, but we're gonna we're gonna keep working on getting content out there for you. So we didn't have a chance to record this week. However, what we do have for you today is an old episode of a podcast that never really got off the ground, but uh <clears throat> I still think it uh was a lot of fun to record and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So uh, we actually, I believe, mentioned it in the first episode of Thought Explorers. So uh, if it sounds, if the concept sounds familiar, that's why. Yeah. So for this week, we've got a little lost episode for you, and uh, here you go. It is uh, the first and perhaps only episode of Canon Chronicles. So enjoy. Hello everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Canon Chronicles, a podcast about three friends talking about world building and shenanigans and whatnot. Um, so I'm one of your hosts, Nate Gibson. I'm Matt Gibson. And I'm Ravon Gibson. We're not uh, all brothers, we're not all related. <laughs> contrary to popular belief. <laughs> Two of us are though. Yes. Uh, so that's fun. Um, but so the way this podcast is going to work is, um, basically, you know, we all like playing D and D and, you know, role-playing games and that kind of shenanigans. And one of the fun parts of that is, at least in my opinion, is world building and, you know, the kind of session zero stuff, figuring out, well, how do things work? You know, who are the factions? You know, how does, what's, what's magic? You know, who are the gods and all, all that fun kind of preliminary stuff The the world building, as I said. Um, so basically every episode, we're going to pick a topic, which in this case, uh, the topic is how does magic work? And we're just going to talk about it. We're each going to give kind of a pitch for how we think, how we think it should work in, in this fantasy world we'll be creating. And then once we've all kind of talked about it, we'll kind of settle on one thing to, to make canon to kind of decide like, I just bumped my pop filter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're doing so well i was doing so good <laughs> um what was i saying okay so yeah so we'll decide on um what to make canon and then you know in future episodes we can reference back to that and who knows if we ever decide to do an actual play podcast well then hey we'll have a, a world built um so uh would one of you care to start with your with your pitch your, on uh, to answer the question, how does magic work in this world? Oh, one thing uh, I forgot, kind of important. Uh, we're kind of working on a base of um, like a, a, the genre of fantasy, and we're working just kind of on a stereotypical base, a very Tolkien-esque. There are gods, there are dwarves and elves and orcs, and there's magic and you know blah blah blah. Any kind of fantasy stereotype. That's kind of the default, and then we're, you know, kind of stepping in and saying, hey, actually, what if it worked like this? Um, okay. So that's our... Yeah, mine's, kind of, uh, but... mine's 5e, I kind of based mine off of. Not, like, purposefully, I just kind of wanted a little base, so mine's kind of yeah, 5e. For sure, for sure. So, I mean, sounds like uh, you have... You, you've, you've teased us a little bit, so would you like to start with your, with your thoughts? Sure, I will gladly start. Alright, so... Uh, I just kind of wanted, like, a base of all magic, so like I said, I went to the 5e and just looked at all the schools of magic, but 
Um, I didn't use all eight or however many they are. I kind of uh, grouped them together and each um, each school now uh, has two of the magics and a deity is kind of like the main deity of that school and then on the earth there is a prophet uh, of that deity that's kind of like the person that is a direct link to the deity. So I like uh, that. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, conjuration and transmutation are together since they both kind of are like changing the properties and everything of just things. Uh, divination and necro necro necromancy are together, which I think is cool because usually you think those kind of those two sides are against each other. But in this world, they're kind of the same. They're the same uh, same coin, different sides, whatever that saying is. And I actually really like that. I, see, I do see a correlation there. You know, there's the whole idea of, like, near-death experiences and you kind of have visions almost with that. So I do see how divination can work with necromancy in that sense. So that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, like, like they're kind of the same thing, except one you kind of use to bring back life and or you can use it to kind of mess with dead things or make things dead and things like that. Um, I don't have any names for like the deities, so I'm not really good at that. So yeah, that's fine. Um, we, I didn't we, come up we, with any names. The, the gods episode is later. <laughs> oh, okay, that is an episode. Cool. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Then I got enchantment and illusion um, are together because they both affect the mind. So uh, that's that. And then evocation and abjuration are together, as those are kind of like the magics, like fireball and like barrier and things like that. So those are together as well. Um, and, like, the thing is, you can either think of this um, as, like, each town, like, some towns will have, like, focus on one of these one of these schools or, um, like, they'll have different, like, other schools, but um, you could also kind of do it like, like, the big main, like, like, kingdoms of the world are each of these schools. Um, Ooh, so I like, like that. that's interesting. That was kind of like uh, leading to maybe you could do some like past wars or something between the um, the each school and like the kind of uh, quest for power between all of them, um, which leads into that into like the different prophets. So each prophet is kind of different because each deity is kind of different. So first, I'll explain the deities. Um, uh, not names, not really in depth or anything. Uh, yeah, for sure. This we do an episode, just kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with the divination and necro necromancy, um, they're just kind of like your typical god. Like you think of, like you pray to them, they talk to people, things like that. When you just think of like a holy being, or I guess an unholy being mm -hmm. in necrom necromancy, um, and then evocation and abjuration. He's like that deity is very kind of standoffish you don't really hear from them because uh it's just like magic so it's kind of like i guess science you can kind of think of science and fantasy terms so they're not really into praying and everything they're kind of just into learning the spells so and that it kind of reflects with the deity um conjuration and transmutation um so <laughs> i like this one a lot because the deity hates the people who practice this <laughs> because since um, this is all about like uh, changing the properties of things and basically making things into what you want, everybody's basically an asshole because they're like not really – they don't care about material things but not in like a, oh, material things don't matter. But as in like a, I can basically get whatever I want so I don't care. 
So the deity <laughs> yeah. is like, you're not special. I hate all of you. Which I enjoy <laughs> a lot. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. And then the last one, the enchantment and illusion again. Um, he's kind of the worst guy ever, but it's also really nice. <laughs> like, he's like a bro, but um, he... Uh, enchantment and illusion messes with your minds so sometimes he just kind of messes with the minds of people and like makes them insane by make just making them go crazy by seeing things and whatnot just because he's sometimes okay, so you standard trickster guy yeah, yeah. basically so he's sometimes <laughs> bored and just likes to mess with people um good, so that's good. fun and then that kind of leads into the prophets so the prophets um how they're chosen is kind of different for the divination um, one, that's like your typical, like the gods spoke to them. They know that they're the prophets. Whoever's the prophet now is like, hey, uh, this guy's the new prophet because God told me or whatever the deity is. And then uh, they both kind of know um, for the, I abbreviated these, but I don't know the abbreviations. Okay, evocation <laughs> and abjuration. That one is kind of like, they just duel basically so there's like the prophet and then someone's like uh i'm gonna challenge the prophet to a duel and if they win they are the new prophet um that's interesting which is not as interesting that's kind of been done before Hella high mm -hmm. i mean that that seemed pretty cool mm -hmm. give like a sense of kind of like competitiveness even like with like godlyhood almost or like yeah yeah but so. my question is is there are there different prophets? So, like, divination and necromancy are, you know, kind of the related sco schools or whatever. Are there different prophets for, like, both of them? Or is it one prophet for both divination and necromancy? No, yeah, it's one prophet for both. So, like, with divination okay, gotcha. and necrom necromancy, you can kind of, like, not everybody that in that school does both. Like, you can do one or the other. But the prophet would probably do both because there's only one prophet for exactly, both Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Because it's okay. still just like one school. It's just those are the two things in it. Yeah, exactly. So then conjuration and transmutation. Um, usually the one person that isn't an asshole. These are the guys that are assholes. Um, the one guy that isn't usually is the prophet. And he also hates everybody. Because he's like, yeah, uh, you guys are mean. And you guys just don't care about anything. And that's bad. So he basically... Is the only one that's not like that, which could be fun. Um, and then the last one, which is enchantment and illusion. So, this is the insane guy again. Um, usually, the deity makes someone insane, and if the person is like basically strong enough to get over it, then they're the new prophet. But that doesn't always happen. So there can be times where the prophet for this school just isn't known because he's just traveling the world and he's insane and he doesn't do anything because he's crazy. So so wait, the prophet can go insane and then still be like, oh yeah, because the prophet would win through the uh, the whole fighting. Well, the fighting thing is only like for the evocation and abjuration. Like all these things, like it's different okay. for each school. Yeah. Yeah, like for, yeah, for okay. this one it sounds like it's almost like they're made the prophet, but then the test to see if they're worthy of being the prophet comes after, which is kind of funny and backwards. Yeah. 
And like the thing with that, if uh, it's kind of is how if like they're all all the schools are like the kingdoms of the of the world. That's kind of something like could be like a political kind of power thing. Like they might try to like hide that if their prophet that's supposed to be ruling their kingdom is nowhere to be found because they are insane doing whatever. Yeah. See, I'm I'm torn on how I feel about um, having like kind of the the nations be ruled by magic because well you know i obviously like magic is part of this fantasy world we're creating i don't know how i feel about like the idea of magic being like the center of everything. oh yeah like it's it's it doesn't um, have to be like it's just an idea exactly it can exactly be, but... i'm yeah i'm just i'm just kind of like giving my thoughts on like for the future when we if we talk about like nations and stuff you yeah. know yeah how my thoughts on that but i do i do like that idea in theory see when i when i think of magical nations the immediate thing that my mind goes to is like Avatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but like i i feel like this is so much more like diverse and like different than that that it, i feel like it could work yeah no this is this is interesting but it's it, it i mm-hmm. like it thank you that's all yeah. i have that's yeah. all that my world is for magic yeah well, I think those are some good ideas, and actually, like, those those work, at least with my stuff, in tandem, so, like, you know, they're not mutually exclusive, but, um, I'll, I'll hold my stuff, I'll, I'll go last, and, um, Ravon, if you would like to do the second pitch on how magic works, uh, that'd be neat, you should, you should do the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, I, I... I was kind of thinking of a more like low magic-y setting okay. place, even though it's like fantasy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we haven't sense. said whether we want high or low fantasy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Lord of the Rings or um, so, like Game of Thrones or whatever. So, so I was actually juggling around a couple of different ideas that I think are really interesting. Some are more generic, and some are more uh, a little bit more interesting. So the one that I was kind of working with that I've always kind of liked. But uh, I don't see it done very often, so I thought it would be kind of interesting. Is like magic comes from like the state of like nature or the environment. Interesting. To a degree, so like basically think of it like you're drawing magic from like the trees, the air, the water, all the you know the normal, uh, really basic stuff. But like at the same time, if nature were like, let's say you know being polluted or like things are being destroyed it would kind of like abrupt the flow of like magic and like uh mana or whatever you want to consider the magical force being that works okay so almost it's very like druidic then it sounds like yeah 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 but but it would be just like that would just be how it is for everybody it wouldn't just be yeah so i i thought that was kind of an interesting idea even though it's kind of you know basic um Another one that I was kind of tossing around was uh, that was kind of generic is like like elemental like greater powers kind of like Matt's but like uh, a little bit more basic and like just strictly like water fire you know the generic elements with like some of the some of the mixes mixed in like electricity and things like that and they would be you know uh, basically granted by the gods to the humans so only a select number of people would be able to utilize magic or you know like if we relate it to real life if a person was involved into that like church of that like specific deity that would control that element they'd be able to use like form the 
that magic and it would be based upon their devotion that's cool uh yeah so like basically the more pious you are towards that deity or you know the more connected you are to the church the greater your magical power power. yeah i do i do think yeah that's definitely very interesting like it's you know i I think an important question is you know can everyone do magic or can they not and i think that's that's an interesting take of like kind of everybody has the potential if they devote themselves to whatever you know magical magical deity so that's yeah that's very interesting yeah but uh i was kind of thinking like in that aspect of things i kind of wanted to like maybe like with like darker magics like necromancy and things like that maybe that would be more based upon you know not being devoted to like the church and like things like that and they grant their powers from elsewhere where else i still haven't kind of worked through yet but i thought that would be kind of an mm-hmm. interesting uh twist to things and uh really the last idea i was kind of playing with was uh magic is kind of like artificial kind of like in like science how we have like the periodic table instead of that we have like a periodic table of elements like actually magic and you would like draw these and harvest these from different places around the world just like you would like oh yeah that sounds awesome i really and then i really like that that's really cool so so magic is more almost like scientific and what you can do with magic is really based upon how you mix them together and obviously it could be very dangerous but uh yeah so uh those are the really the only uh, oh boy i vote for that last one definitely that sounds so cool it's it's so funny like uh my stuff like you you kind of spitballed like a few ideas and like some of those are like very close to mine like the idea of magic kind like when you said magic comes from nature that's kind of what i have and um like mm-hmm. harvesting magic as a resource as opposed to like a natural thing is also very close to what i have um so i think that's really interesting which i will explain what i have now but how like kind of in sync like we're on such a similar <laughs> wavelength um but yeah. uh, <laughs> exactly the same yeah. breed <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, so mine is, I kind of broke it down into three, answering three basic questions. Uh, where does, where does magic originate? You know, where does it come from? Um, how do we get magic today? Which that's an important question because of my answer to the first one. And then how exactly is it used? Um, so, uh, to start with how does magic originate? So I think magic, um... I think it comes from, like, the, the from the stars, basically. From every celestial body, be it a moon, be it a planet, a meteor, a comet, even just you know, space dust from, you know, whatever. All of... Yeah, stars. Like, everything, everything has, um, you know, inherent magic with, within it. You know, that's, that's where it comes from, from celestial bodies. And when... When the world came to be, when the gods, you know, showed up or came into being or whatever, like, the gods used the magic of the world to to shape it into more or less how it looks today. And that's kind of why, yeah, that's kind of why the planet is how it is. And 
I think that's interesting because by setting it up like that, that also opens it to, um, you know, it, it opens the field for talking about, well, when the gods were making the world, did they get along? Was there a big war? You know, like that's, I think, an interesting question to answer in a future, at a future date, um, once we decide how magic works. Um, but yeah, so where magic comes from is celestial bodies from space, from the stars. So that's kind of in line with the nature thing. Like it just, it's natural, but it's not strictly from like trees and stuff. And, and there's a finite amount. So then like, did you have any ideas for like, what would happen if like something in space, like a, you know, a black hole or something like that, or, or like, Star ex- I forgot what it's called. When, what what is it? When a star a explodes, supernova? supernovas and things like that. Does that change oh, yeah. any magic or anything? Yeah, I mean that's probably you know like supernovas is an explosion. So I assume that you know that would be like a big if you know you could harness that. That's a big influx of magical energy. Whereas a black hole would be like the opposite. It would absorb all the nearby magical okay. energy. Um, yeah, but um, I think in the creation of the world, the gods used virtually all of the magic of of the planet, uh, or or whatever. I don't know if this is gonna be on a planet. If this is, we're gonna you know do a disc world thing where it's you know something like that. I don't want to settle on what what the the world looks like right. specifically, but whatever that is, the gods used most of the magic. Uh, the, the cool, interesting concept that you could probably do if we don't decide to use, like, something like Earth is that, you know, we can have, like, an unlimited amount of, like, moons and, like, different, like, celestial bodies that wouldn't normally be in our space. So I think that could be really a cool idea as well. I like that a lot, and we are definitely going to get back to that when we talk about how the world was created. So, like, the magic so. was already oh. there, and the, the deities or whatever already, like, used that to make the world? They didn't make magic? It was already there? Yeah, that's 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 what I'm proposing, right. and um, and basically, so then when you know mankind and all the races came into being, they you know at some point early on they learned that magic came from the stars and worked on ways to kind of harness it and use it for themselves. Uh, so some some of those places I thought like falling meteors would be very obvious. You know, that's kind of a callback almost to i'm pretty sure like iron was initially discovered from you know falling meteors and that's you know where it originally came from so that that would be a source of magic for you know ancient and modern peoples um you know there'd be basically rituals that you know when the stars align and things like that you know they could use small amounts of magic to basically uh, you know draw magic into into the world to for them to use um, and I think even just, you know, the sun or, or suns, if we wanted to do that, and, you know, any, any of the stardust, like I was talking before, that happens to kind of enter the atmosphere, like, even that offers a little bit of magical power that people can use. Um, right. And I think, like, the magical scientists of the world, the arcanists and the wizards and whatnot, they're looking for the answers to basically two major questions, uh, one of them being... Is there a way to just make magic from from nothing, basically, you know, perpetual energy, uh, that sort of thing? And that one, I think, is very much considered a, a pipe dream. Like, you know, people who seriously study that um, are kind of looked at as like, well, you can't just make something from nothing. Like, you're wasting your time. 
Uh, and I think the other question they look at is, what's the best way to store magical energy? Um, because I think the uh, you know a person can only store so much within their body, so what to do with the rest of it is something a lot of people are looking into into answering and uh i think some of that research is based on well is there a way to use i guess like rocks and stuff you know if celestial bodies you know moons and the planet itself and whatever you know are where it came from can we get a get magic from off planet back into the planet to use or something like that um and then uh the last thing was uh how exactly magic's used and the way i see it is it's kind of I see it as everyone has the potential to do it, but it's kind of difficult. Almost, almost, I compare it to kind of like dancing, like anyone can move their body and, you know, move around and stuff, but not everybody can have that degree of control that, you know, that dancers can, that, you know, they can make their body do exactly what they want it to do um so you know that so it would be something that you could practice yeah so i think like the average person could just kind of you know like with whatever little magic from like the sun just like open a door or something like that but you know if you wanted to do anything more you know like you know do something with divination or if you wanted to you know throw a fireball at someone or if you wanted to fly then that you would have to really you know practice and train and you know focus to do i like how like the separation of like people can basically be like yeah we have magic it doesn't come from like any gods or anything and there's kind of like that that split so you can kind of have people that are like oh we're kind of just the gods were in our spot at one time they didn't know how to use this like magic and they were learning too and we're learning too so they're not really that special yeah i think that's interesting yeah like there's a dichotomy there between the people who view the gods as you know people as beings who were initially you know all all powerful almost and were able to harness it to you know shape the planet and you know yeah like you say the other faction were just like no like they just they were like us and they figured it out and you know that's cool but they're not you know they're not necessarily worthy of veneration you know but yes so i think that's yeah that's definitely an interesting point you bring up thank you um yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah so those are those are our three kind of ideas so what are what are your guys thoughts what what strikes you overall you know what do you, what do you want to see? Man, I like everybody's. But uh, that's not how this works for. <laughs> but thank you. I I mean that's being very generic. But no, uh, I know. if I if I had to pick one that really like sits well with me, I would have to say, oh. Let me think on that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let me think about that for a little bit. And um, one thing I want to stress, this. so my initial idea for this was that it was a competition, and I use air quotes there, because my initial idea was that we would pick one and that person wins and is right and whatever. But I think that's less interesting than being able to say, hey, let's all bring our ideas and, you know, if we all decide, like, hey, like, Ravon, yours is the coolest. Like, we're going with that. But also being able to say, like, well, I like, you know hey, Nate, we like your idea that magic comes from space, but then, hey, Matt, we also like really like your idea about, you know, 
the gods kind of have these prophets who kind of oversee the worldly you know doings of the magic so the idea of things kind of all all coming together i think is right that's also important so it's not like it's not like you you know it's like hey you're right you're not right like it's not so cut and dry right um see my my thoughts are like i really like how like closely knit like the deities and the gods are with like matt's idea of magic mm-hmm. because i i've always really liked the idea of magic coming from some place of a higher power because i think it leaves a lot of room for like people to really attempt to interact with gods and stuff mm-hmm. as, as opposed to it just coming naturally from the earth and there being just gods that exist because i feel like in that situation uh humans have less of a reason to interact with gods unless they specifically you know want something as in like wishes and things like that or at least that's kind of how i imagine it so like i i like where mad's coming from with like how all the all the gods seem to have different personalities and different ways to practice their magics so that's why that one really like sticks with me and and the fact that there's so many different schools and it it's almost kind of like <laughs> skyrim in a, in a sense where it's like oh, there's all these different don't get us very familiar schools you're with two people that don't <laughs> I, like skyrim i'm not but like what? Matt, don't say that. They're not going to listen. Oh, to the no. They, they turn it off. This, we can say whatever out, we want now because they all yourself. just turned off the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing by my opinion. <laughs> well, we we'll we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> we can have just an episode trouble. about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, at the same time, I like the different like the abstractness of magic coming from space because you never really take space into consideration when you think of like magic unless you're thinking specifically of like controlling space and time so i think that's really like a cool idea too so it's it's very difficult for me to like choose a winner i i feel like it would be cool if we could somehow bring those two ideas together but i feel like it would be very difficult yeah because like i think mine's i i actually have an answer to that oh sorry did you i was just gonna say like mine's really the only one that really focuses on like gods your guys's are more about like mm-hmm. finite things but i really liked your third one Rafan, where you're like yeah it's like resources and it's like basically science i thought that was really cool but that again doesn't have anything really to do with gods or deities if we wanted to like go down that road yeah right. i mean i think the way i i see it because i really like your idea about the gods and the schools of Matt, 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 I'm talking to. I, I like your idea about the gods and the schools and, you know, all that. But I don't think that's. I think we can make that work with our other ideas in that. Um, I think maybe that, you know, these are lesser gods that, you know, the ones that interact with humans. And I think there is, you know, above all of them, there is a, a god of magic that, you know, imbued imbued the world with magic and you know maybe like i i like you know to revon with the different types like i i think that is cool that there's different different types almost different magical elements um you know um so i think maybe like instead of having it just be like magic is um part of you know celestial bodies i i think it's really interesting to have it um, magic is a resource to be mined and, you know, magic itself was created by this larger god of magic 
and it's now kind of overseen by these lesser gods. Right. So, so that's that's kind of yeah. my idea. I think that's a good way to kind of bring everything together. Um, that does yeah. sound good. So, yeah. So is that then? Is that what we're we're settling on? Kind of our our blend of the three. Sounds pretty good to me. Yes. Yeah. Solid. Poifix. Solid. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. I think that was a good, a good discussion, a good a good chat. You know, a solid. Looks like it was a solid half hour or so. So that's fun. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so, um, do you guys have, uh, any, a Twitter or anything for housekeeping reasons that you'd like to, you'd like to plug for people to, to find you at? I mean, not a specific, I think I have a Twitter, <laughs> but I just use it to look at memes. <laughs> I, yeah, basically, hey, I, that's... I don't even have a tw- Twitter because I'm a degenerate. Hey, listen, so, that's uh... fine. I, I was just off, I was just throwing it out there because... I mean, they're always like, "Hey, you can find me at Twitter at whatever." And well, it's, I'm gonna make you know, one now. So I, I next yo, episode, I'm gonna make a Twitter handle for, for my homies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, to anyone who uh, would like to send us any emails, uh, you can email us at uh, thecanonchronicles at gmail dot com. Yeah, it's dot com. What else would um, it be? That's C A N O N. I don't know, my dude. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any, any thoughts, any tips, any, any, uh, ideas for future episodes you'd like to see, feel free to, you know, shoot us an email and we will, uh, take a look at that. Um, otherwise, I think that, uh, that about does it for today. So, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. I'm Nate Gibson. I'm Matt Gibson. And I'm Ravon Gibson. And this has been the Canon Chronicles.